I'm Daniel, the Past Life Regressionist, and it's time to begin. This is Timeless Spirituality. Hey everyone, welcome back to Timeless Spirituality. If you like the show, please go ahead and like and subscribe. And if you feel so inclined, you can even go pass it around and share it. I would greatly appreciate it as every little bit helps. So yeah, today's episode, this week's episode, it's it's a reflection. Yeah, it's one of those episodes I'm... I'm a little hesitant to put out because I'm kind of questioning why. However, I think that there's a lot of value in it because there's a lot of good reflection. That reflection comes in the form of how is it that I want to show up in the world? How do I want the world to see me? And this all comes through the lens of me sharing a past life story of my own. So... This was recorded a few months ago. I think this is a really enjoyable episode. And I can't wait to see what the future has in store for me and for the show and for the world and all of you. I know that sounds like one big jumbled mess right now, but I think it really goes hand in hand with with what you're about to listen to. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And one other thing I just want to put out there before I press play is that today's guest is my friend Jessica, a fellow past life regressionist. I've known Jessica for a couple years, and we like to we like to joke around a bit. And sometimes I forget when I'm recording these episodes that I'm not just having a private conversation with a friend, that it is something that is being put out there for the world to listen to. I need to start keeping that in mind a little bit more. So you're going to hear the goofiness revved up just a little bit. But hey, you know, I'm not going to deny it. It's a part of who I am. I kind of like it. Yeah. And with that said, if you would like to book a regression with me to discover who, when, and where you have been throughout time, you can reach me on Instagram at the Past Life Regressionist or my website, thepastliferegressionist.com. And now it's time to begin. Jessica, thank you so much for being here. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm a big fan. I've listened to every single episode so far. Well, thank you for being here. And before we jump in even to the first question, I just want to give you a shout out because you are one of my main past life regressionists. So everyone, <laughs> she knows a lot about my past lives and about my current life. And she's That's awesome. Great. So if you don't like me, book a session with Jessica. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Love it. No, that's when you're supposed to say, no, book a session with Daniel. <laughs> book a session with one of us, both of us. Give us all a try. <laughs> you can never have enough. You can never have enough past life aggression. Well, and we do two different methods. So that's that helps true. too. That's so true. you, anyone who's done a session with me should do one with you because it's not the same. I know. It's just so expansive to have uh, a, like a session with both of us. Yeah. I agree with that one. Okay, anyways, first question. 
What is yeah. your favorite song that has to do with time and why? Uh, my favorite song um, that came to mind was um, Time is Running Out by Muse. It's because it has such good memories of when I was like in university time and I was like dancing to it. Um, overall, I know it's quite a cryptic song and it might even be sounding a little om ominous, but in general, I think it's about just like being spontaneous in life and like not hesitating too much and just like living life and taking action because we can't wait for the next tomorrow because in fact, that's never really guaranteed, is it? All right, we're going to jump in the next question really quick because we have a lot to talk about. Let's next question. It. Who is Jessica? <laughs> well, um, okay. So overall, I'm a multifaceted soul having yet another human experience amongst many. Professionally, I am a certified hypnotherapist specializing in past life regression. Um, I'm also an Akashic record reader, a Reiki master, and I've been working in the realms of spirituality and um, transformation for the last 15 years. If I'm going to talk more on a personal level, I would say that I'm someone who's like very curious, definitely an explorer. I've traveled a lot, lived in different countries. I'm always seeking to know various different cultures. And I think I'm just like seeking to find the essence of humanity and all its diversity in many different realms, uh, in the physical realm, but also like the spiritual realm. I'm always just trying to unravel all these different mysteries. Cool. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> of course. I think that sums you up pretty nicely. Yeah. All right. And I'm Aquarius. So I was like, <laughs> I particularly thought of Aquarius because you, as I've mentioned many times, I hear I'm an Aquarius rising. So you don't, you don't fit into a box. So what does no. that mean to you being an Aquarius? We don't like boxes. It just means like we do try to push the boundaries a little bit more. Like we're just a little bit more unconventional. And when I look back at my life, I have been pretty unconventional. Uh-huh. So we're a little bit rebellious. We're doing little strange things like past life regressions and stuff. Yeah. Well. Like who wakes up in the morning and says, I'm gonna be a past life regressionist? <laughs> I didn't. I <laughs> I'm trying to remember when I did, but yeah, here I am. All right. People have heard me talk about at least one of the sessions that I've done with you because yeah. well, let me pinpoint that for everyone. The session that you've heard me talk about where I found myself in that in between space where I was in the blue room with the computer consoles picking out my next mm -hmm. life, that was with mm -hmm. Jessica. And that was the very first session that I had with Jessica. And as we're recording this in April of 2022, I believe that was in January of 2019. So Sounds it's been right. a little over three years since we had that session. Mm -hmm. And we've probably done, well, you've probably done at least a dozen for me since then. Mm -hmm. I think so. So it's a different method than the one that I practice. And I practice QHHT and BQH. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about your method. Well, I do regular past life regressions as well, but I take it a bit further because I do like life between life sessions as well. My sessions are still starting off similar to yours. Like I really start to just spend time getting to know the client, just trying to see more about their lives, what, what they're dealing with, um, just like explore their perceptions of spirituality and the concept of like life after death. And then I go into um, like progressive relaxation and guide them into hypnosis. Uh, I know some people are a little bit like hesitant about what that's like, but to me, it's just still like a very peaceful guided meditation. Um, but then when I get them into the state of hypnosis, 
we go back to a past life that has a connection with something important that they're dealing with today. They might come up with certain scenes from one life. It might be a few lives. You never know. You can't ever predict. So I lead them through different parts of their lives. But the part that I do that you're referring to is actually the part where they leave their body and then they travel in between the life they've just lived to the next life. And this can be, uh, it's a different for everyone. I don't want to paint any particular picture, but what I'd like and hope for all of my clients is that they can really connect with their spirit guides, our higher self to have the evaluation of the life they've just reviewed. They might meet their spirit guides or higher self or their ancestors, but every past life they see usually has some type of guidance that they can gain from what they just saw. And then um, I have some time where they can do some like forgiveness therapy or just have some time where they can ask their spirit guides maybe their most burning questions about their life or what's beyond. And then I help them travel a little bit more into the spiritual realm. It's like I said, different for everyone, but it can be like this great feeling of revitalization or they can have a connection with other souls before reincarnation. Um, some like you might deliberate or explore other possibilities of their next life, um, depending on which lessons are important for them to learn. It's a possibility that you might really experience what it's like to merge with source itself and have this like immense feeling of limitless, limitless love and connection, which is like a really beautiful experience. How cool are my sessions? <laughs> Your sessions are pretty awesome. I've always enjoyed them. <laughs> you know who I'm becoming there as I'm saying that. Yeah. You're yeah, every time we have a session, you're like revealing like another chapter of your your soul's journey. So <laughs> before we dive into that, I just I want to take a second to differentiate mm -hmm. between my practice and yours. Yeah. So, you know, as you were saying, we both do the past life regression portion. And then when we take you to the next step, what I do is I'm either having you meet face to face with your higher self or spirit guide or subconscious or calling them in to speak through you mm -hmm. to answer any questions that you may have. Whereas Jessica's process, it goes, I, mean, I don't want to say necessarily, I mean, it's, it's, it's different. It's a different place. So I have people who come to me and say, hey, I want to know more about the life between life state. Well, sometimes I hate, or I have people who go there spontaneously, but that's not the process that I do. I mean, if it's, if it's brought up, yes, like I was saying, people do go there, but most of the time it's spoken where the higher self will say, this is what it may have been like for you. Whereas for your process, what I loved about it, because the first time I did it was with you. I'm like, this is cool. This is different. This is really cool. This is really cool. So yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's I think, the big differentiation is that mm -hmm. it's more hands-on when it comes to the between lives experience. When I've heard this, or you know, the space that I take people to refer to as the between life space, but I think it's more of just a different dimension. It's residing in a space that's outside of our own in a timeless space where you're meeting with your spirit guide. But yours is actually it's the planning phase, which is, is really cool because then it becomes more tangible when you see the lessons that you're here to work on 
like you, you signed up for it, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, any input there? Um, like I said, it's, it's always a little bit different for everyone. Um, <laughs> I'm even thinking about some of my own personal experiences in a session like this. Um, <laughs> this is really strange, but what's coming to mind is <laughs> I actually remember like being like part of this little sperm <laughs> and like going towards the egg and I'm like, oh, I have to like beat, beat out the other sperm. I remember like racing towards the egg. Like, <laughs> so it really is like covering like all the aspects of like from the time of your previous life when you pass, pass over to your next life. And it just, just depends like how much time you're spending in that space. But it is really a, a nice gradual experience and in more in-depth look at what can happen in between. I, like, again, everyone's experience is different, but um, it's also like you could have these times of just like great rest, and relaxation. Um, sometimes you are having a little bit of what I guess would be called like a judgment with your karma. Uh, oh, we could use that word. Mm, I don't know. Like review, review. I think review works. Let's use. Review. We could call because it a judgment if that's the word you want to use. I'm not what? saying it's a judgment, but <laughs> so actually, there is not a lot of there isn't real judgment in this realm. It is actually so loving and so acceptive. But I do know in moments, like even from my own experience, I am kind of like reviewing myself and thinking like what I could do better, what I could have done differently. And then what do I need to do in the next life? Like, how is it going to carry over? What lessons need to be continued, if, if that makes sense? Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing that. Of course. Okay, next part. So you're a practitioner and I'm a practitioner. And we do sessions with each other about, you do usually about four a year for me or so. And Wait, I usually okay. do about four for you. Yes. What's it like doing, not facilitating the sessions for me, but having me as a practitioner, because you've worked with many other practitioners as well. Right. Well, there's definitely a, a great level of comfort I have with you. I mean, I can go into hypnosis quite easily, but I, I have a great level of comfort with you. So I feel when we're having our sessions that you're guiding me through, um, I can really just say anything very openly. I have to say, like when we're having past life regressions, anyone who's having past life regressions, you can see things and you can keep it to yourself or you can speak out openly about it. But the good thing about speaking out about it is that like you're there to like guide me to the next, you, you like look in deeper. You can really help me like dig in and get all the answers I really need to know. So, I mean, I wanted to just give you kudos for making me feel really relaxed and asking the right questions. Thank you. I seem to see those sessions as something entirely <laughs> different because I don't have much to do during your sessions mm. because you're so good at guiding yourself <laughs> that I'm just sitting there like, okay it's time to move Taking forward notes. I mean yeah every so often I'll chime in yeah but usually when I'm doing sessions with most people I have to ask them to describe everything to me whereas for you you just pretty much volunteer everything so I'm like okay, okay this is this is cool this is cool Although I think I become more hands-on when your your team or higher self comes in. Because when your higher self comes in, it's it's more of a, I don't want to say collective per se, but it's it's like a team of, of higher yes. self. So yeah, th- those true. are always uh, interesting interactions that, that I have with them. 
I have two predominant spirit guides. Yep. Become quite you, fond of them over the years. Yes, that's true. They're they're really like close with you <laughs> by now. <laughs> I don't like them sometimes. I know. <laughs> I like them, but there are other times I really don't like them. That's right. Yeah, and I know they, that they're listening right now. You guys hear are. that? They do. Yeah. I know we're going to have words next time we talk. <laughs> you kind of like take the piss out of each other. <laughs> Can I say that? <laughs> yeah, it's shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you have a very uh, back and forth, my spirit guides. Like you're really like digging in for answers. And sometimes they're like very cryptic and stuff. But well, um, They like to do that. They like to speak in metaphors. I'm like, do. look, motherfuckers. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> they like to play like the sound of like the X-Files theme song and then keep saying the truth is out there. Yeah. You're very close with my spirit guides. And they're rooting you on in life. They really are. They like they, they like our humor. They think we have a really nice relationship. It's fun. It's fun doing sessions because we're just laughing the entire time. It's true. It's true. For the last session that I did for Jessica, is it okay if I bring up the very last thing that happened? Sure. <laughs> so it was Go one of it. those sessions where I think from both of our perspectives, it was quite boring and monotonous, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I have a lot of boring, monotonous lives. I mean, those are real lives. These, but but every now yeah. and then. But when it's us together, it's kind of like, come on, guys, give us yeah, give yeah. us something to work with here. Exactly. So you had a couple very boring lives from our perspective, where it's like, okay, let's go describe the flowers now. You know, you're going out to the horse trough and, <laughs> and refilling it. Yep. And then there was a little girl. There was a girl playing with bunny rabbit. And That's then she right. killed the rabbit. <laughs> she did. She decapitated the rabbit's head and held it up like a prize to her parents. And they were mortified, rightfully they so. They were mortified, yeah. And then she got bullied at school. Yeah, and, and then she and, ran someone over in a car. <laughs> she stole a car and ran, ran him over with it. And then she, did she die in jail? Was that what it was? She did go to some like juvie place. Um, no, she got when she finally got released. I believe she committed suicide out of guilt. Maybe if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was early in life. I remember that. But what I thought was, I mean, I do. I mm -hmm. dare say, I man, we're rubbing everyone the wrong way right now. How can you guys be so callous about this? It's different when Jessica and I get together because yes. we can let loose around each other when we're doing sessions because it's. It's professionally unprofessional. Exactly. Well That's said. the best way to put it. Where, well, boy, here we go. The eye <laughs> rolls just come on. and ugh, Yeah, because no. sometimes like you're guiding me and I'm like, oh, we went through a few different lives. Like, this is kind of boring. Like, it has a resonance with what I'm going through. But sometimes they're like pushing buttons. Like, hey, let's like examine a life where you were in power or something. And I remember this other life, too, where I was like... Um, a ruler of a kingdom he was kind of like a short guy whatever he had like some power issues <laughs> i don't know if you remember that one or not uh -huh. but in the end like his whole kingdom turned against him they then then they uh killed him and, and like prayed his head around the town on a spike now this life didn't have anything to necessarily do with what i'm going through today but we're just like digging for like different experiences and different interesting stories well it's kind of like with with that one and with the rabbit one, mm -hmm. I asked at the end with your guides, what what was up with the rabbit one? <laughs> and they said, we just, we wanted to give you something amusing. Exactly. So 
they understand. They They understand that when we get together, that it's that professionally unprofessional angle where, hey, we're going to show our client where she (laughs) killed a rabbit and ran a girl over with a car because you guys will find it amusing. Yeah. And it just goes to show as well, even though, again, I'm going to say like these didn't have anything to do with my current life. They're just still showing you like, like we are, we have all these different aspects to us in our past lives. Like we were, we're not always good people. Like we grow also from these other experiences and they kind of like make us who we are today. Sometimes we have to accept the ugly. I understand like in the past I was, I did ugly things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have too. So we're good. Yeah, okay. and we've, there we've we done. Go. We've both done very ugly things in the past. <laughs> We're just putting it on the table for you guys right now. But what's cool also about yours is that we come up with funny names for them. There's the circus one, which we don't need to yes. talk about. We we had an okay. interesting name for that one. And then, That's right. And then you know we have uh, the blank ball life for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's fun that we we come up with those. Just it's almost as if we're characters on Seinfeld. Uh, when that's we're, true. we're like labeling the women that Jerry dates, which is a, God, a horrible thing for me to say, but where he will call someone the slow talker or mm-hmm. the close talker or eats her peas one at a time. So we just we <laughs> find those ways to just narrow it down to girl who killed rabbit life. Exactly. With pride. I killed that rabbit with you pride. You did. You did. Yeah. Yeah. Any other time I would have been absolutely mortified. Yeah, but I since know. it was you, it's like, okay, we can we can be lighthearted about this. Do you want to share any ugly moments um, where you're still proud of? We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Oh. <laughs> no pressure. All right. Well, we could go there now. Ah, we're, we're, up to you. We're, we're thinking about the same one probably, right? Maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm just like letting everyone know my, my past life aggression secrets. So. Oh, I'll go there. Any, I don't... Any, any that you want to share today? Well, at this point, and this one wasn't with you. I'm not sure if I've at this point released this episode yet because I never quite know with the release schedule. There was a life that I talked about, a clubbing that took place. I think I told you about it. I told you about the clubbing one. Mm, perhaps. Keep going. Yeah, because that one wasn't with you. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to leave that for another episode, an episode that was already mm. recorded. Because okay. I, I go into depth there because that was a very ugly one. Even that I didn't fully go into it. (laughs) (laughs) What other ugly ones have I had? Well, I've I've been a criminal many times. Me too. Um, I've been stupid a few times. Me too. I've been smart a few times too. That those aren't ugly. I just wanted to put that in there for contrast. It's all about balance. I've been power hungry. Yep. I didn't have any hesitation on that one. (laughs) Yep. I've been a fool. You saw that one. Probably. I'm trying to think which one that is. but That was the one where I got killed at the wedding. Oh, yeah, I do remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I definitely remember. Yeah, I was a fool. I was a real fool. Uh, yeah. And then just the power hungry one. So, well, I, the pow- it's, I'm not, I wasn't power hungry per se in that life. The one that we're about to go into. Because I already had the power and I wasn't challenged. So I wasn't power hungry. It was just, it was a matter of, as I put this in the first episode of the season, I liked flaunting that power. And Jessica has probably seen me visit that life about 10 times, I'd say. 
Yeah, I would say so. New chapter every time. And I know that I find myself saying this. I think you do too. When we're visiting moments of this guy's life, I know I'm just saying that motherfucker. You are. (laughs) That motherfucker. You are. Like sometimes you're just there. You're very contemplative about things. And other times you're just like, oh, that motherfucker. And you're just like laughing to yourself. And you're like, (laughs) you've got like this smirk on your face. You would not believe what he's doing now. I know. Sometimes you're like surprised and sometimes you're not surprised by what he's doing. (laughs) I think what is most surprising to me about him is that he didn't actually grow up until the end of his life. It wasn't until I believe the last day of his life, and he he lived to an older moment when he started to really get it. Up until then, man, he did, he just he was a child at heart. He was a child at heart who flaunted every single rule that he put into place, and then we get pissed off at everyone else when they would when they would break those rules. And get, he pushed the boundaries. He pushed the boundaries. I, I think you were there for. I'll, I'll tell you another quick story right now. I had done a session with another practitioner a couple months ago and this life came up and I was so pissed. I was so pissed that I think I told you about this, didn't I? I think so. I was so pissed when it came up because this was my first time with this practitioner and I'm just thinking, I do not want to have to explain this life. <laughs> I'm not, I Just drop me in. Let me do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to fill her in. I don't want her to ask me to look down at my feet. I don't want her to ask me what I'm wearing. Tell me about this and that. I'm, let's get this story going already. Yeah, and with me, it's just like another episode. Like yeah, so we just drop in. We're good. Oh, what's I'm he like, doing okay. now? I'm like, why do you, who needs Netflix today? Like, I'm going to have a past life regression with Daniel. He's going to give me his next episode. And I, th- I think you may have been there with the kiddos where I was a teacher in that life. Yes, for sure. I was in charge of the school and there were teachers who worked underneath me. So I, I was more you would, like the, the principal, I guess, would be the equivalent. Mm-hmm. Right. The principal, the headmaster. And there was a class of, I believe, what the equivalent would be kindergartners. Okay. And in this school, they were just learning the basics. And I came in there. there. There was two teachers up front, and I just came in and started goofing off with the kids. That I had a soft spot for kids in that life because my childhood was robbed from me in that life. Yeah, that was one of the most more humanistic aspects of that life of yours where you could almost have like a soft spot for mm-hmm. the character. And I hate to really have to point it out right now, but whatever you guys are thinking when you hear that, it's not a... It's not that. No, it's no, no. the soft spot was seeing these children in the same position that he was in, which was a child in this school and seeing how things were taken more seriously. But the difference was that he knew that he was going to be the headmaster of the school. That was always just a given from the time that he was born because it was a generational thing. But with that, he was being still, for lack of a better term, groomed for the position. So his childhood was robbed from him. So he had a soft spot for the children in the school of wanting them to experience what it was like to be kids, to not have to take everything so seriously. So there was this one moment where he came into the classroom and he just starts goofing off with them. And the other two teachers were so pissed, yet there's nothing that they could do because, you know, he or I was was top dog. They worked for him. They may say things to him, but it, it was just one ear out the other for him. I just, I thought it was hilarious because... I think you were there for this one where I think we had this session. It was probably about two years ago, I want to say. 
he had just become the headmaster of the school. But it, since it was a generational thing, his father, I think from what we gathered, his father had died early. So the grandfather was the previous headmaster. Mm-hmm. And when the grandfather passed away, my person took the mantle early since it skipped a generation. So he was still young. He was given yeah, responsibility. Still developing. He was not ready for. He just, he was not emotionally mature enough to handle it yet. But that was the rule. It was generational. It was a birthright. The issue became for him at that point that his friends were still in this school because this school didn't just go to like to high school. This was something that continued for a very long time. So I believe he was in his mid to late 20s at this point. And he went from being the class clown to then being in charge of the school in a matter of maybe a day or two. So he was put in this position where he had to keep his friends in check. They egged him on and he broke the rules. He always broke the rules. Always broke the rules. Always. (laughs) And he didn't give a shit. Nope. That motherfucker did not care. (laughs) It's true. Now, with this life, too, power became an interesting dynamic there. Because as I brought up in the first episode of the season, this guy loved displaying the power. So let's talk about the display of power that you've seen coming from Mr. Arrogant Asshole. Oh, let me think of what recollections I have of this. We'll say power metaphorically. Yes, right. Uh, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is I remember he was like, on a platform or like a, what do we call it like a that works stage or yeah. a platform or something like that and like he didn't want anyone else to talk or anything is he all <laughs> he was looking into the crowd he's like everyone should just be listening to me it's it's about me he didn't want any other like influence happening around him that's like the first thing that comes to mind so for the one that jessica's referring to right now that was the moment that he was bestowed as had or headmaster and the he referred to them as the decision makers because there were there were two equal branches, I guess you could say, of authority in this place, in this town. You had the decision makers on one side and then you had the school side on the other. And the decision makers, they were all equals. He didn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't like the idea of there being equals. But there was one man that he did respect that was part of the decision makers. He actually respected him. He, just, he thought the others were idiots. But he did have respect for this one man. And this one man was standing up and introducing him. But what's cool about a regression is you can get inside someone's mind. And what he was thinking at that point is, shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Shut. Let me speak. Shut the fuck up and let me speak already. Introduce me and, you know, go back with your men. Go back, go back. Let me speak. He was so anxious. Like he just wants so to speak. Anxious. He just wants to be heard. He just wants to be seen all the time. You hit that keyword there, seen. Yep, shut the up. Let me be seen now. Let me do my thing. Just like, shut up. <laughs> put me in the spotlight. Let me stay there. I listened to the recording a few months ago. And what was so funny about that moment, the commentary that I had was was that man was saying, you know, this and that for the good of the town. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Yes, you just tuned it out. That's all he, blah, 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 blah. All right, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And then when he stepped up, it's like, all right, people, time for the applause. Praise me, praise me, praise me. But it was that presence that he had. Everyone just loved it. They absolutely loved it. And it's scary for me because 
when I go back to those moments, because that's not the only time that he encountered that. That was, I mean, maybe not a daily occurrence for him in that town setting, but having people look at him that way. What scares me about it is that it felt so exhilarating, even looking back on that from over a thousand years later. I felt that exhilaration, and it's something that I really, 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 really want to feel again. Uh, That's honest. That's an honest answer. So it becomes a matter now of how do I feel that exhilaration while, while not thinking blah, 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 blah. Because what I really want to do in my life now is Daniel. I want to be like the men on the other side, the men who stood shoulder to shoulder because my, what would you call them? There were other people up on stage with me on my side, but the difference between me and the other men is my people all stood behind me. Whereas the other men stood shoulder to shoulder, the decision makers, because they were equals. Yet I, I wasn't having any of that. I easily could have because I was in charge. I could have said people just stand shoulder to shoulder with me, but I didn't because I didn't want anyone sharing the stage with me. No. And I wanted everyone to see that these other people were behind me. Yep. Very ego-driven life. V- incredibly ego-driven life. And it scares me because I see moments like that creeping out of me now. That feeling of, hey, everyone, look at me. Look how amazing I am. And a lot of it I say in jest. Then I have to ask myself, am I really saying it in jest? Am I really doing that or do I actually believe this? But let's be honest right now. When I look in the mirror, (laughs) I do see someone who's very unique. And I'm very proud of who I am and what I believe I'm here to contribute to the world. And I take pride in believing that there is no one like me in the world. No one. As you said, it's true. So that balance now becomes a matter of how do I maintain that posture of I do stand alone, but everyone can stand next to me. Jessica, you got the floor. What comes up for you for that one? Yeah. In fact, like when we have these sessions together, we are untangling all your feelings. I mean, it's one thing to see the past life, but it's the next thing to, to do that, like life between life stage or just like the overall review afterwards, like what's coming up for you and how just to recognize what you're feeling in that life and compare it to your current life. And you're, you're recognizing what you've just said. Like you can feel some of that same energy bubbling up inside of you. But when we're talking with your higher self and stuff, and I hope I'm not like revealing too much, (laughs) like you're, you're understanding, like you don't want to be, you don't want to carry the same ego driven, egocentric life exactly into this current life either. Like you're recognizing there can be something really beautiful about being proud about yourself and understanding your unique, which you are. But then there is another aspect of you that you realizing um, based on humility and just being humble and helping others. So from that past life, you you are really, you're trying to still take what's good and positive from it, but also just, again, humble yourself and know like you have this power, but let's use this power to help people this time in this life. And as I mentioned in the season premiere episode, what I generally see now are contrasting lives. That I will see that life first, and then I will see another mm-hmm. life where I was in a position of prominence or power and seeing how I handle myself that way. And I never handle myself that way in those other lives. It's it's so, I mean, for lack of a better term, just 180. Exactly. Being in a position where I could flaunt that power, but I do everything in my power to not do that. I believe that there was one that came up with you where there was an initiation ceremony where I was, it was more 
I was a I was a librarian in that life, but mm-hmm. but yeah. knowledge was very coveted. That's what was looked up to was knowledge. I mean, I wish that our world was a little more like that now, that we would give more credit to intellectual people. But that's who was revered in this community was the librarian. And there was a ceremony that took place. I was taking the mantle of that position because the old librarian had passed away. And the whole community was lined up along this, like a path or a road. They were on both sides. And there was a there was a chant or a hum going on. And I walked down to the fire, went through the little passage, whatever it was. And then I walked back. That was it. And I walked with my head down. I didn't make eye contact with anyone. Whereas also was, you know, other other life. We'll just call him Top Dog. I haven't found the, the name I quite want to use for him yet. <laughs> What's the Seinfeld? <laughs> the Seinfeld name you want to give it? Top Dog wouldn't make eye contact with anyone because he felt he was better than them. That's right. Whereas this person didn't want to make eye contact because he didn't want he didn't want to feel that admiration. Exactly. Because they admired him so he much. He was admired, but humble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very humble. And even looking at that life, there's that part of me now as Daniel where I'm just thinking, really, dude? Really? You don't want to enjoy it at all? But I get it. I see the appeal of it because while it was so exhilarating to be top dog and to feel that admiration and that connection with everyone and and really flaunting it. I think top dog is the kind of guy where in the concert ends, he would have a quadruple encore. He would just keep coming out, walk <laughs> on right. stage. We're not going to raise the lights yet. Go backstage, walks out again, gets that applause again, doesn't do anything, walks back, comes out again for another applause. That was Top Dog. Yeah, seeking energy mm-hmm. from others. So I really want to strike a balance because I hate to say it also, but I believe in the world that we live in today. I, I can't go to the extreme of the man who walked to the end of the, of the path to have that right of librarian bestowed upon him and then walk back. I don't believe that we live in a society now where, you know what I mean with that? Like, I believe you have to have a certain amount of charisma to really make your mark on the world. What do you feel about that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm an introvert, so it's always something that I have to work with. But Well, if... come on, come on. Let me jump in really quick. You know I'm an introvert too. Are you? Oh, yeah. Are you really? Oh, oh yeah. Okay, you pushed yourself as an introvert. So what I'm hoping in the future, as an introvert, like I like aspire to be an introvert that becomes an extrovert like you, but still calls himself an introvert. But I mean, in general, yes, charisma does get you further in life. It just also helps with connection with people. Plus, plus, plus. I mean, let's, let's talk a little bit about the word introvert. From my understanding of introvert, or the meaning of it is that introvert is someone who recharges in solitude. Yeah. Whereas an 100%. extrovert is someone who needs to be around people in order to recharge. They they don't get their their juice from being alone. Right. That's where I think the misconception or misperception for me comes into play. When people see me, they think I'm an extrovert. I can show up, yet when I show up, I have to say to myself, All right, D, it's time to show up. Mm, D, right. you gotta do this now. You can Turn it on, turn it on. Now, this is really me, but being around people is very draining for me. I mentioned this on the show before that when I perform, I look like the ultimate extrovert when I'm up on stage, but then I rush off the stage after the show is done because 
having all of that energy directed at me is just draining. So I'm like, I need a couple minutes here. I need a couple minutes here. I need a couple minutes. Or I need to go in my room for a week. Right. So. So this is going to keep you from becoming, I mean, comparing with your past life. (laughs) The introvert is a saving grace now. Yeah. The introvert is your saving grace. I could see that. Okay, so I don't have anything to worry about that. Right? Yeah, I think you got it. You can just go into your cave. <laughs> let's shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit more about, about Top Dog's life. Now, let's talk about how he got his wife. Yes, I, I don't remember all the details crystal clearly, but um, I do remember there was like this scene where he was like walking with her by a ravine. And he was just, he was again, a rule breaker. He was um, doing all the things he wasn't supposed to to try and impress the lady, as guys do, using like these bow and arrows. And his teachers are like looking at him from afar and just like shaking their head, like there he goes again, being rebellious, doing all the things that he's not supposed to do. But then again, it's to impress a woman. Guys will do that throughout history. I guess some things are universal. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. You got to pull out all the stops and all the bows and arrows. And again, I think the problem with his actions was that he knew that the position was his, that they could reprimand him as much as they wanted to, but it just would not phase him because there really were no consequences at the end of the day. I think he was an Aquarius. Probably. Well, I don't. And a Leo. That's I always think of him as the ultimate Leo. Okay. Uh, but then again, haven't seen his chart. So That's maybe right. I'm making some gross overgeneralizations there. <laughs> Next time, let's look into it, okay? Get a snapshot of the chart. Yes, exactly. But yeah, in that life, that's the way that my wife fell in love with me. Mm-hmm. I was the best bow and arrow shooter in this school. You know, some, some lives, it's about money, fame, whatever. And sometimes it's about bow and arrows. But I think it was done in a way. If you guys have ever seen Anchorman. There's this scene where Ron Burgundy, he's taking out Veronica Corningstone for the first time, I want to say, or it wasn't even an official date. And they were at some kind of jazz club or something like that. And the leader of the band, it's been years since I've seen the movie, the leader of the band says, come on, Ron Burgundy, come up to the stage, come perform a song with us. And Ron is, he's saying, oh, I, I didn't come prepared. And as he's saying this, he pulls a flute out of his sleeve. <laughs> So that was kind of like top dog. Yep, he lined it he, up. He came prepared to show and off. Nailed it. Oh, he and nailed it. it. I believe you even asked me at one point, "How is it that she fell in love with you?" Then mm. well, that was it. Because <laughs> he nailed it, and then he nailed her. <laughs> there are kids listening to this, Jessica. No, they're not. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't let your kids listen to this. Or I'll read you some notes that I've gotten after we start recording. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Just bleep that part out then. They're okay with certain words. Okay. Yeah. But there are some really cool parents who listen to this show and who let their kids listen. And I yeah, admire those parents. Well open them up to the possibilities of past life. The earlier, the better. I concur with that. So I think that that's probably a good place to end Top Dog's story today because there's a lot more to share. But... I think to really reflect back on what we've talked about today and from my point of view, it's it's still a matter of handling power responsibly. That's how it, it needs to be. It's about how do you handle or handle power responsibly? How do you 
how do you use that power for the greater good and not just for self-aggrandizement? That does seem to be the the main lesson there for sure. How the do ongoing you f- lesson, but yes. How do you feel that he could have done better in that life? Well, you know, that life is still going on. There's like more and more chapters. Um, I mean, I have seen some moments when he was a little bit more humble, but also I saw his immaturity. Um, it's a gradual progression and I'm actually very curious how it's going to end. So, um, Well, we know how it ends. We just... We don't have all the chapters filled in in between. We don't have all the chapters filled in. Yeah, that's correct. Which is interesting because I feel I feel that we saw the ending pretty early on. And then it's, it's filling in the chapters. Because it really jumps around when we see him. It does. It really does. He was a really good looking guy, though. Oh, I never got to see him. It's Next time really... I'll appreciate for more details. Like, what does he look like? Not to say he's the sexiest guy in, in all the land. Well, at least he thinks he is. <laughs> this is coming from a straight dude right now. It's like, damn, he's a good-looking guy. Mm-hmm. Well, well, he walked around with a lot of confidence. Justifiably so. All right. So it was fun talking about that. Thank you so much for partaking in that because I've had inquiries into that life from other mm-hmm. people wanting to know more about it. And more so, to come. More to come. Maybe. I mean, Maybe. Nah, there'll be more. And some of it is just for me. Of course. That's something else I want to bring up. Nothing would make me happier than to tell you every little detail of it. Because that's also what he wants. That's what he would want. He would want every little detail put out there so everyone would see every little nitty-gritty detail. But why would I be doing that? What would be the purpose of sharing every little detail? Because in my mind, there's only one purpose, and that would be to say, hey, everyone, look how great I am. But even if that were the case, I got news for you, D, and this is me talking to myself right now. That wasn't you. That may have been a past life version of you, but it wasn't you. Now let's also go to the other side of it. I believe in past lives and past life regression. I believe that when people are revisiting these places that they are revisiting their past lives. However, I can never rule out the possibility that stories come forward in order to present a more tangible grasping situation. Maybe none of those lives were mine. But for whatever reason, whatever I'm here to work on this time around, it was the clearest display of, of tangible storytelling that I could grasp on to. Sorry if we're being vague. <laughs> I really don't want to be, but it's about, it's about the story. Now, here's the other thing. This man, he could have been someone or he could have been no one. And when I say that, I mean in history. Now, I'm being very calculated right now because it's my way of saying... I don't give a shit if you were King Arthur. I don't give a shit if you were Cleopatra. I don't give a shit if you were some Arcturian Supreme Commander of Palladian Council Legacy, Syrian Starseed, um, Ass Kickers <laughs> United. Uh, I don't give a shit if you were that person. I don't care. And neither should you. Because if you were, whoop did he fucking do? Whoop did he fucking do? You're you now. Exactly. That was then. This is now. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. So that's yeah. my long-winded way of saying it's about the message here, which is yeah, about, it's about learning from the history too. I mean, we're learning. It's a, it's a lesson. Mm-hmm. But you're right. We're, we're, we are who we are today. We can't hold on to those past accolades or anything. It's my way of I'm also. Not sh- 
Go ahead. I'm not sure your bow and arrow from the past life is going to impress like a, a woman these days, but you can always try. Go ahead. Give it a try. Let me know how it works out. Maybe I should. Yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> With all of that said, that's my way of saying, if you're convinced that you were Cleopatra <laughs> or that you were any of these mythological figures, go have a session with Jessica because maybe she'll appease you. <laughs> maybe, maybe she'll she'll boost your your ego and tell you that you were that person. Will I? I do don't think, think so? she would. I From don't think she would do that. Me? <laughs> do I do that? I don't know. I've yet to be any of those people. But I'll still hold space for you, hundred percent. Then I'll dig in. I'll like <laughs> try to get to the bottom of things. You'll get something out of it for sure. And in all transparency, I mean, I bring these things up too because I'm really tired of seeing these stories and archetypes perpetuated through people who make them their identity. Mm, exactly. Something that really bothers me out in, let's just say, the, the social media landscape of the New Age world is people who do it the wrong way, or at least what I deem to be the wrong way which is to use those sexy flash words and making these things an identity and gaining followings off of them. There's that part of me that absolutely detests it, but in all transparency, there's that part of me that actually wants that, if I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. I can't say that I'm not affected by it. Do I do what I do to gain a following? Not really, because I just want to be myself. If I was really doing that, I'd be doing a lot of things differently but I'm doing my best to not be him. In the act of doing that, <laughs> it pisses me off when I see people associating themselves with things in order to gain traction and gain followings. And while I believe a lot of these people are actually fucking delusional, I believe that. I'm sorry. That's honest. Yeah, I concur to some extent, for sure. A lot of them, they may be these people, but I want you to ask yourselves, why do they need to say it? Right. Why do they need to put that out there? Why? I had a therapist once say to me, if you know, you don't need to say. <laughs> Sounds like something my mother said to me as well. Yeah. That's my two cents. Is it, it doesn't matter. It, it just, it doesn't matter. I think the biggest movers of history are the ones whose names we don't know. Right. That's my way of saying also, don't look between the lines for the story. Hmm. There's nothing to, to extrapolate here. I mentioned it before. I'm being very calculated with what I'm saying. <laughs> you are. I'm yeah. building up someone whose name we don't know in order to say that's not what really matters. The names are insignificant. It's the story that matters. I can't yeah. hammer that home enough. The story, the lessons from the story. And I hear his voice in my head saying right now, why don't they know my name? <laughs> Why, why is he lost among the sands of time? Yes. You're so Makes you wonder, out. though, for the rest <laughs> of history, how many of these people don't we know about? Oh, my gosh. That's right. But if you were King Arthur, that'd be really cool. So come and have a session with me. As long as you don't <laughs> think it. If you just happen to be, but you're unaware of it, I'd like to do mm -hmm. a session with you. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to me today, Jessica. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always listening to you. Yeah, it's like an extension of our sessions together, but. Your stories are, like I said, better than Netflix to me. Aw. Well, you're going to get more of them. Yep, I know. I'm ready. Uh, let's talk about your program a little bit. 
So as I said in the beginning, I am a hypnotherapist and I do specialize in past life regression and life beyond life sessions, but I'm also developing a 12 week program now that is called Path to Purpose. And it's to help people discover their path to purpose through spiritual exploration by discovering who they were, who they are and who they can become and build the confidence to follow their heart. And I'm going to have um, in this program, it's going to be a mixture of like past life regressions so they can see who they were. Um, regular hypnotherapy sessions just to help them, you know, to, I don't know, maybe they want to work on their anxiety or confidence or any particular issue they're going through. And who they can become will be reflected by future life progressions, which will give you some um experience exploring different future paths so you can make the best possible decisions. And then because I'm a Akashic record reader, I'm gonna also incorporate that into the package along with a couple Reiki sessions as well. So a bit of diversity, I hope it will be fun. I hope people will join and I'm really looking forward to um, announcing it, I would say uh, by the summer. Guys, I can't recommend Jessica enough. Please do a session with me. <laughs> <laughs> and then do a session with me after. and then do a session with jessica after and then come back and tell me how much better your session was for <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm totally kidding we do two completely different things but i can't recommend her enough she's amazing i promise you guys i would not do sessions with her for myself if i did not trust her and if she wasn't incredible so you you heard her she's awesome you've heard, like she's now I hear his voice right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I hear like my spirit guides too. <laughs> they don't just give you any random practitioner, Daniel. They only give you the best. <laughs> I'm like, come I... on, top dog. Really? <laughs> you got to come in now and say that. They only give you the best ones. You only work the best. Because you're the best. Because you're the best, Daniel. No, come on, top dog. I'm trying to get away from that this time. Are you really? Yes. Yes, I am. But are you really trying to get away from that? Okay, I'm certifiably crazy. Well, this was fun. And Jessica, where can they reach you? Of course. Um, my You can reach me. Uh, my website is uh, spiritexplorations.com. You can also find me on Instagram the same way, Spirit Explorations. Same thing with Facebook, uh, Twitter, all of that. Yeah, just type in Spirit Explorations. And I just wanted a long and comfortable silence there. That was fun. Yeah, I was waiting. I'm like, did I forget something? <laughs> well, hey, thank you so much for I'm coming like, on today. I'm like Twitter, TikTok, I don't know. Like, there's tons of things. But yeah, spirit exploration. Thank you so much for coming on today. And just thank you for an amazing episode. I had fun. And it me makes too. me wonder if I had too much fun with this one. But eh. You did have cool. a lot of fun. It was but cool. me too. So thank yeah. you as well. I enjoyed it. Awesome. So spiritexplorations.com. Check it out. Yep. Hello, time travelers. Your journey through time awaits you. Just want to thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. And if you're interested in discovering who, when, and where you have been throughout time, and you'd like to book a session with me, just go ahead and send me a message on Instagram at the Past Life Regressionist, or you can reach me through my website, yourpastliferegressionist.com.